The Toddcast Podcast. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and at toddhancock.ca. Laura. Hi. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking some time and, and joining us here in Vancouver, Canada. Of course. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah. And uh, you're coming to the left coast of Canada. That's why your uh, PR person reached out today and like, hey, any chance? Uh, like, hell yeah. Are you kidding me? So this Friday, you're doing your uh, your new special. It's called Francis. Mm-hmm. And it's at the Colch in East Vancouver. Have you been there before, by the way? At the theater? Yeah. No, I have actually never. It is fantastic. I literally live about three blocks away. And, That's amazing. And it is so good. Like, you're going to love that venue. Oh, the photos look incredible. I'm very excited. Yeah, and I, and I read one of the, the reviews kind of just prepping up for, the, for our chat tonight. And it said, how can a solo show feature so many memorable characters? <laughs> so, so tell us about this, uh, this new special you've got. Yeah, so essentially it's a, it, it, it's a sketch show with a narrative story interweaved between it. So um, the, the, we, we open the show with our main character, Frances, who's gotten a call from her ex-partner who's asked her to meet up to talk. And so essentially we follow her journey from that call to the meeting point where she'll meet him. And through that, she, uh, we encounter a bunch of different characters and a bunch of different sketches. And that's essentially the, 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 synopsis? the simple, the yeah, simple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. What, what do you like better? Do you like the stage? Do you like, you know, of course we know you from, uh, you know, what we do in the shadows, which is probably one of the best shows of the last decade. Freaking amazing. When I, you know, uh, uh, just a brilliant series, like a, a good friend of mine named Kyle turned me on to that, uh, that series. And, uh, and, and it truly puts into perspective, you know, the term of binge watching, what, what do you like better? Do you like the stage? Do you like the, you know, the, the canned stuff in the, in the series and all that? How, what do you like better? I have to say, uh, stage for sure. Um, I love doing both, but the stage, there's just that element of the live audience and, um, the idea that something happens in that room that'll never happen again. It's really magical and exciting to me. Right. Yeah. Is it more nerves that way, I guess, too? I, th- I would say it's different pressures and different nerves. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And and what are you, because per- of course you create content for us. What are you binge watching? You can't get enough of. Um, just started uh, watching season three of The Boys. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. I find that show very interesting because it's so, um, for better or worse, shocking and surprising. I don't think I've ever um, seen a show uh, that is so unexpected. Um, They really subvert, I think, stereotypes. And that's why I think it's very exciting. So the boys for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like go back to the, uh, the original season and was, I think it was right. Where the guy runs through a girl, boom, splats the whole screen is just, it is just how it starts, and you're like, okay, we're in, we're in oh. for a ride. Yeah, it's so so shocking. Yeah, and and so talk a bit about uh, what we do in the shadows, because what a fun cast, hey? Super fun. Um, it's just a dream scenario, really. I think the mockumentary of it is is so exciting. The added element of being able to look at the camera and bringing the audience in as um as an actor and comedian. That's probably one of the most exciting things 
I've done. Um, but Dreamcast, the set, everything was just amazing um, from from day one. And um, yeah, I had a great time. It was and, really, really great. And there was there was a movie before the series, though, right? And there were different actors and actresses on that, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, the executive producer of what we do in the shadows, the series was in the movie Taika Waititi and um, the guy, I'm sorry, I won't remember his name, but he is in flight of the Concords. Oh yeah. So Jerome, uh, Jerome yes. Clements or yeah. So he, um, they made that first movie and then they're not in the show, but they produce it. Right. So, Funny from, from the flight, lines. Oh yeah. Like, totally. Flight of the Concords was like, me- remember when that, when you first saw that and you're like, Oh my God, like nothing else is like it. It's so good. Oh, totally. hundred yeah. percent. Just genius. Uh, so, of course, we, uh, you're into the boys. That would mean then you're into like all the superhero movies, Batman and Wonder Woman and X Men and all that, or no? Uh, no, honestly, no. And um, <laughs> I know I'm sorry. Um, I think I'm really into the boys because it's not it's a superhero um, show, but it's not at the same time. They really just throw that away. Um, I like that it makes use of the superhero genre but it humanizes them as well um and whereas i find no shade to any of those other movies but i find that there's always the expected um sort of win and triumph at the end which is cathartic so i understand why people like it um but it it hasn't i didn't grow up with it and so and so maybe that's why it's not for me Uh, possibly yeah what which superpower would you want to have um flying flying for sure like I mean, bullet fast. <laughs> oh, exactly. To not have to step foot on an Air Canada Rouge flight <laughs> again would be great. Right. Um, still flying for sure. <laughs> right. What about you? Uh, I think I'd probably pick, I mean, if it's not flying, teleportation would be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Right? But you would, would you teleport? Would you be able to teleport um, back in, through time or just oh, space? Oh, shit. Mm hmm. Now that would be awesome. No, I was thinking yeah. more just like if I could teleport to, you know, your city and we could have done this in person, but like in time would be time travel would be something else. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be like, crazy. Like where would you want, what time would you want to go? What, uh, what period? I think, um, I think it would be very interesting to be dropped right in the middle of a busy market in uh, middle in like 16th century France just to see what's going on in the streets of medieval Paris and what sorts of little thing, little funny scenes are happening. Right. Is that the let them eat cake time or is that, I guess I would be past that. Right. I mean, it's also definitely, I wouldn't want to be in the castles or through or the, with the high echelon. I want to see the real, yeah. people the yeah. real the real day today wouldn't that be crazy even just go back to like the 1800s and like the cowboys and like saloons oh, yeah. and, and all that craziness that was right like it's very interesting thinking about seeing somebody from a different time they're obviously a human being but um so right, different look, look at how much yeah like look how much they we've changed in the last couple hundred years it's it's crazy yeah. hey, laura when did you know that you were gonna kind of go down the path you know that you're on um, I was in theater school and I, and I always thought I would be a classical actor. And then, um, I, I enjoyed it. I realized I really enjoyed 
the comedic plays and the comedic moments. And But it wasn't until I went to, if I could pinpoint it to one thing, it's when I went to Chicago in 2016 and bought a ticket to a Second City show mm. and um, saw that. And it was like a moment of, oh, I really want to do that. So <laughs> I've been working towards that ever since, and I'm very happy with where I am. Right. Of course you are. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> great career so far. Yeah. Uh, and so what can you think back to like, you know, a, a kid, I guess. And like, what's, what are the first memories of acting, whether or not, not you per se, but, you know, maybe TV shows or movies and, and people that like, when you think back, th th those are the roles. Um, big influence and inspiration when I was growing up was Mr. Bean. Um, I watched Rowan him with Atkinson. my dad. Yeah. 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 I watched him with, with my dad a lot. Um, and I think it really, um, uh, I make use of a lot of physical comedy and I'm very a physical a comedian. And I think it stems from that. I think he was really genius. Um, so definitely that. And then also the slapstick of, uh, Charlie Chaplin and honestly, Tom and Jerry. <laughs> I really grew up just on those shows for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, I would love to get outside of acting and kind of get to know you a little bit, you know, more mm -hmm. than what we know you for. What, what yeah. was the music in your house as a kid growing up? Like, what are your, what are your parents playing for bands and stuff? So my mom played a lot of classical music. Um, like classical, Bach, like, like. Yes. Old, yeah. Old Bach, stuff. Beethoven, Mozart. Wow. That was the Sunday morning. Uh, you know, um, she really enjoyed that and still does. Um, my dad, who's Italian, listens to a lot of um, classical, I would say 40s, 50s Italian music, and then also a, a Rocky type um, artist named uh, Zucchero, which translates to sugar. He's a, a rock guy. My dad really likes the uh, those strong songs, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what was yeah. the first uh, concert that you went to? Oh, great question. Um, this says nothing about me now, right. but I think this, here, I here think comes the first thing. <laughs> I don't know. Well, the Backstreet Boys, right? Yeah, and um, I've only seen them that one time, and uh, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do, do you go to many shows still? Music shows? Yeah, yeah. So, um, my husband's a musician, um, and um, is part of a band with his brother, and I go see them all the time, and seeing a. Uh, a lot of that kind of uh, uh, in that kind of musical environment here in Toronto. Um, so they play like uh, R&B and jazz and stuff like that. And so I listen to a lot of that. But I would say in my phone, I listen to a lot of 70s soul. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and there's a pretty good scene um, in Toronto, right? Totally. Yeah. Yes. Like always going. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And, and and how was it over COVID and like the craziness of those couple of years? Like, oh my. Yeah, bad, bad. Um, I think a lot of people suffered, especially creative types. Um, mm -hmm. although everyone suffered. Definitely. Um, but yeah, stages being dark, clubs and music rooms being dark, theaters being dark, just took away so much. I think of our identity that we had to find other ways to express ourselves creatively. Yeah, and, and um, of course, uh, you know, one of the 
super negative offshoots is the closing of of a lot of those smaller venues too right absolutely in comedy too yeah we've been seeing here in toronto yeah um it's kind of like a renaissance now uh i don't know if you find that in vancouver as well as since things have opened up again there's been a bit of a reshuffling of the status quo from before um would you say that that's i would i would say it's kind of like that too in in vancouver it's always it feels like it's harder to because we do you know live shows every month as well this podcast does yeah uh and it feels like it's harder to get people out now i i don't Mm. know if that's necessarily maybe just the way we feel or if that's actually the case but um i think people are still a little bit weary to go out yeah yeah i think you're right um we found here that people don't purchase tickets uh um early anymore yeah yeah Yeah. i mean just being um subjected to events being canceled i guess that does that to everybody yeah i think even pre-covid you know it was one of those like yeah i'll I'll buy it i'll buy something in advance but uh well maybe i won't because maybe something else that i like more will happen yeah it's kind of always been like that um are are you big into sports if so who are who are your teams i don't know this is gonna be a, i guess a strange answer maybe i love one of my biggest hobbies is volleyball so i keep up to date with um the collegiate level volleyball in the united states it's really exciting okay um and then i like to watch soccer so italy and germany italy obviously not being in the world cup coming right. up is a travesty but i'll be watching germany and um yeah those are my teams basketball too a little bit but mostly volleyball and, and soccer okay did you play much as a kid yes yeah i played volleyball oh, okay that'll yeah. do it yeah um are, are you a gambler do you gamble on sport do i gamble on sport no definitely not no with my life every sunday in my rec league maybe um no i do not gamble Oddball question for you. Do do you believe that aliens have visited Earth? Yes. Like how not, right? <laughs> yeah, how not? And also uh, why not? And um not maybe not in the classic movie flying saucer that we know. Right. But I definitely think organisms have made it here. Well, I look right. at the, uh, you know, the pyramids and stuff and like something had to happen there, right? With all the exact coordinate coordinates and, and precise to like the degree and some, something had to happen there. I think like aliens built the pyramids. Possibly. Hmm. I think about that. Hmm uh i want to respect your time here laura i've got a couple more questions for you and thank you again for doing this tonight of course it's a pleasure Uh, so i i want you to tell us a near-death story like where holy crap i could have just died (laughs) i can't believe we are bouncing from topic to topic okay i love this okay um holy crap i could have just died okay Yes, I do actually have one. Um, most people do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was mainly, it was out of stupidity. I don't know if most of the ones you get are out of stupidity. But um, Lots, yeah. I would be when I, I was 16 and I was, uh, my par- because of my parents' work, I lived was living in Hanoi, Vietnam at the time. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I was going out really late, pretending to be sleeping over at my friend's house, but not, you know, and going out with my friends. And um, I just hopped, there's a lot of motorbike use over there. And I just hopped on the back of this person's motorbike with no helmet. And we were flying, flying down, down the highway. Um, that could have been bad, I think. And it's oh, probably yeah. not advised. Actually very bad. Um, but that's what comes to mind for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everybody has something. A, yeah. a lot of drowning. Oh, of, yeah. Uh, like a lot of drowning. A lot of um, like bad airplane rides. Mm-hmm. You know, where you're like dropping 20, 30 feet and people are doing oh, the God. rosary or whatever it is, the hail, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Crazy. Uh, okay, last question could be the toughest. Okay. Possible, or maybe you've, you've got a standout moment, but. Uh, um, looking over your career, could you pick it to one career highlight or is that just Im- impossible? To one? Um, I think everything has been kind of a stepping stone to where I am now. I would have to say this year, opening this show, Francis in Toronto was definitely a highlight in my life. Um, it was such a a, ro- a long road to get there and you know once it finally happens and it goes well it just feels so satisfying so definitely say the toronto shows of and, francis and, and so what are the steps of that like logistically it seems you know like it's it seems kind of straightforward but it can't possibly be straightforward to sell out shows like that no it, it's um looking back it's years of work actually if 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 not directly, indirectly, um, just starting my social media, starting to make online content and struggling through that and that taking, you know, a couple of years to feel solid and then continuing to produce good material that people enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you've got a really good following on, on TikTok, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and But then before that comes the training and the reps and the moments of humiliation and the bombing and the, you know, everyone has to go through that. Um, And then you get to that point and then you have to make a show too. And that's no easy feat either because um, it has to be good the whole way through. Um, It has to be funny. It has to be polished. It has to have good pace and it has to say something. You have to have something to say and, it, on the day, then you also have to perform it really well and do that continuously over and over and make people think like they got their money's worth. Mm-hmm. And then that's just all all over again. Oh, not to mention sell like marketing it. You know, you have to people have to be there to watch it. So right, and, yeah, a lot. Yeah. And, and who's the litmus? Do you, do you pass by your material through your hubby or friends or what? Your mom? Like, what do you do? Um, so I had a director. The show's directed by um, a wonderful comedian named Alistair Forbes. And um, so a lot of trust there. Um, I trust his opinion. And then mainly, uh, I think it's really important trusting yourself through just trusting you have the experience and you know. And then being flexible, um, having the ability and the guts to be on stage. And if a joke doesn't land, to call that out and to say, you know what? Oh my God, that sucked. Let me move on. Um, and people then get people back on your side. Uh, but typically my director um, and 
that's mainly it. I don't really like to test material out, if that makes sense. Well, I guess the yeah. true testing is doing in front of an audience. Exactly, yes. Um, and I think it's important to have that context. So I, I'm not one to, I, I'm not bashing this at all because I think it's so helpful, but I personally don't uh, do um, sets around town to to, to test out sketches. Oh. Um, uh, for me, it, 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 um, it, um, how do I say this? It, the way that a sketch performs on us one night doesn't mean that it's going to perform the same way another night. So if you are constantly editing it based on that audience's response, um, you could do yourself a disservice. You actually need like 200 shows, you know, to really get a good data pool of how something's working. Mm -hmm. Um, but when you're in a room and people are laughing, that's a really good indicator. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Laura, thank you so much for, for taking the time here to jump on the Toddcast in, uh, in Vancouver. We'll see you very soon. Your show, Francis, again, is coming to the Colch in East Vancouver. And I hope it's a huge success for you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a great time. Yeah. And congrats on the what we do in the shadows. I absolutely love that series. I think it's thank you. It is brilliant, start to finish. So thank you. Yes, uh, it thank is. you again for doing this, and uh, we'll see you Friday in Vancouver at the Colch. And uh, if not, we'll see you online. Great. The Toddcast Podcast on ToddHancock.ca.